State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Talk to him. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talks back. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated for you niggas and these hoes and everybody in between. It's your co-host, AJ Holiday. What up? Hey, y'all. It's me, Tim Bam. I love y'all, man. I do. 
y'all be telling me y'all love me back. AJ, look, AJ roll her eyes just now. I do. Thank y'all for <laughs> tuning in once again, everybody. My weekend was litty. Y'all, I went to Nashville and I participated in the Thrill of Possibility Summit hosted by Nissan on her radio and Black Effect. And I got to speak to some young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed college students on a panel about HBCUs. And it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. The students looked like they enjoyed it. Uh, everybody from Black Effect Network really had a good time. So I was grateful to be a part of something so monumental in our Black community. Thank you, Nissan. Thank you, Black Effect. And thank you, iHeartRadio, for having me for that. That was great. That sounds super dope. Glad you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it was great, man. It was great. How how about your weekend? I didn't do much, child. Chill out. Prepare for this week. That's it. Um, I really want to come to your um your stock class when you host it. I know you were doing preparing for that. Oh yes. Okay, so this is what I be preparing for. All right. So yes, y'all. And I have been meaning to mention mm -hmm. it. Thank you for reminding me. So I have finally started putting together curriculum for my options trading um class. I'll put some notifications about that out soon for anybody who would like to attend. Even if you don't ever trade options, I feel like all black people should know how to trade fucking options, especially with our declining economy. The stock market ain't going nowhere. So if you can learn how to make money on the downside of the stock market, like that's where it's at. So you still make money even if the stock market goes down with option trading. So get in yeah, there, check it that. out. But that's about it. Yeah, Ooh, you free, free It's for me. Oh yeah, it's not free. And hey, look, niggas, it ain't free. <laughs> you know, I just want to get compensated a little bit for my time. But for the most part, it definitely is going to be a well put together, comprehensive course, inexpensive in comparison to a lot of shit you might get charged for out here. Because I have seen some programs upwards five ten thousand dollars people be out here trying to charge people i just want you to have the knowledge that's where my okay. love comes from <laughs> i'll be there seeking some <laughs> of that love bitch <laughs> what happened in stupid <laughs> internet news ha <sighs> okay so the internet is in a frenzy right now you know young miami's baby daddy mm -hmm. south side i know on um instagram he's 808 mob boss but his son and friends in a classroom recorded his teacher their teacher basically saying that how he's racist, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I did see it. it uh, it's a Texas middle school, a Bowles, Bowles, B-O-H-L-S. Is that Bowles? Whatever, middle school. The teacher balls, balls to the, the wall. wall. <laughs> they going to nail his ass to the wall, look like it. He's on administrative leave yep. for admitting to his very young, impressionable class that he is, in fact, a racist. And I was trying to, you know, listen to the discussion to understand the context in which he was saying, because there is a point where he says, I don't hate anybody. I don't. He said, I think I'm ethnocentric and which means I do think I belong to the superior race. What do you think about that? I think what the teacher in that um, situation was trying to explain could possibly, you know, he could have explained things a little bit better, but I think he would uh, was probably trying to tell them the difference between prejudice and, and racism, maybe a little bit. Cause I think that most people are prejudiced. We do have prejudices against other groups of people that are outside of our group. That's like a real thing. See, because we have prejudices against our own people. I feel like. 
Yeah. So especially in a time like we're in right now, right? Mm-hmm. All the shit that's going on with the J community or whatever, however, why we can't say it, but yeah. So with, with that, it's almost like, um, and then now we're saying, well, we're the real ones. We own this earth and all this stuff. Everybody probably practices um, what is the word you use? Eth- ethnocentrism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's. I think right. everybody practices that, but nobody wants to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I it's like what team has, you play for, and then right. you, you root for that team. Yeah. So even like when we we get mad when we see black men with white women, like why can't they do that without our group feeling some type of way about it? So there is the prejudice because I ain't got in. no man. Right. Yeah, if you had a man, you wouldn't feel that type of way. But that that's really where it stems from. But I don't know. I don't think that it was a, a conversation for six grade, those six young and kids. Seven, yeah. Eighth graders. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that was, you know, because a lot of adults aren't, you know, ready for that conversation. So to be having this conversation with these kids and their parents aren't present, uh, probably wasn't the best idea. You know, he was, I don't, hmm, girl. Because you don't need to be sitting in a school with kids that... Black kids, majority. It looks like the classroom was full of black kids. I saw like a mixed a, a Hispanic. Yeah, but for the most part, it was black boys. I did see a little Hispanic yeah. boy in there. So it's probably... And they were the most school. vocal, the black boys. Yes. But yeah, if you say... Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't say he was prejudiced. He said he was racist. And it was that word that was like triggering for me, like racist? Right. You know? I don't know. He did say he was racist. Yeah, I'm uh, racist. But, you know, people adding white supremacists on top of that, and all that should just have a negative connotation. But yeah. I mean, I might could be seen as a black supremacist. Yeah, a lot of black people could be seen that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't like to put labels on stuff in that way. I'm definitely not racist. I'm definitely we're not in a position to do anything really systemically racist to another group of people at all. I don't know if I think I'm better because I'm black. I just think I'm better. And black at the same time. Period. <laughs> <laughs> just happened to be that way. I'm sorry. And the black was just the icing on the cake of all right. the better. And who's you. to tell another group of people they too can't feel that same way? I feel like us being that way in America is shunned on a lot. Like you can't display black power and proud to be black without another group of people feeling like you oppressing them when we are not in a position to oppress any fucking body. But you know, I feel like white people might feel like they can't have white pride. They do. It's a they, whole movement right now. Yeah. Oh, you you feel like there's a white pride white, movement? White men in particular feel like they no longer have a voice in America when y'all still like literally run this movement. Running shit. Or are they? Because the shit we've seen in the last couple of weeks, I don't know who running what. What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think that anytime going forward, black people need to look at things a little bit more objectively instead of having so much emotion. Because don't forget, like, even though it's a black person and a black kid experience who put this shit on the internet, like, the shit still makes its way out there to to force us to have all these emotions about shit. Just sit back and be a fucking observer. That's well, it. So how do you feel like if a white person call you the N word with the hard E-R mm-hmm. or with the A on the N, how would you respond to that? Anybody saying that word to me, um, especially a white person for sure, you're going to get smacked. 
I would that's that's a derogatory word that they shouldn't not they should not use. Yes, we found some type of way to make it a positive thing because you got to look at where the word actually comes from. Like some you people think it's Niger. Mm -hmm. I think that I used to feel like you call me the N word. I'm punching your mouth. Right. But now I'm in a space where I'd be like, ooh, burn. Like, it don't have no power over me, you know? Like, <laughs> the nigger, try again, though? Try again, bitch. That don't hurt my feelings. Even the ER? Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't burn me no more. I don't mm. feel like it has that type of power. But it hasn't happened to me, so I can't speak right. to that. I might be just sitting here saying, like, oh, bitch, that don't affect me. It roll off my shoulder like water, you know? Like, But I might be wrong. I might take it to your motherfucking ass just out of... Anybody using that ER, anybody using that ER going to be a problem for me. I seen uh when Kanye was, you know, all in the news a couple of weeks ago, I forgot who it was, but it was a celebrity. Um, But he tweeted, he said, fuck you, nigger, with an ER. He tweeted that. Yeah, it's still like- It's a black I, man. Don't get me wrong. It's, I would not be okay with it, but I don't know if it would be powerful enough to take me to be violent toward this ignorant person. You the real nigger. You know right. what I'm saying? That's true. So I don't know. Look, I'm still a, I'm still a WP work in progress. <laughs> God ain't through with you yet, baby. <laughs> I was watching SNL. Well, everybody's probably seen this SNL uh Dave Chappelle. Um I guess stand he did like moment. yeah, stand up moment recently. And it's I mean it's still relevant to what we're talking about about this teacher in Texas. He found a real comedic way. To have these uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Like he um, always does, but... Mm-hmm. I love it. The ADL is upset with him right now. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying because everything is anti-Semitic at this point. I um I saw a video where they were literally listing all the black people throughout history, you know, from civil rights on down that were called anti-Semitic. Girl, everybody. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah was called anti-Semitic for having a Jewish family or multiple Jewish families on her show one time. And they were literally talking about how they secretly worship the devil in the house. She got called anti-Semitic for it though. And these are Jewish people telling their truth. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle made a joke that he said, when black people do it, they're gangs. When Italian do it, they're mob. And when Jewish people do it, it's a coincidence. And don't speak <laughs> on it ever again. <laughs> It's funny. I mean, if if a comedian, we're just so sensitive. I mean, you can't even be humorous anymore. I remember there was a time when a comedian could like make fun of anybody and it would be okay because it's out of humor. Right. Not anymore. They about to they about to cancel Dave Chappelle too. Man, Dave Chappelle cannot be canceled. He's proven that multiple times. He just was battling the LGBTQ LGBTQ yes. community last year. He yeah. can't be canceled. But don't y'all think it's kind of weird how we're laughing at it, though? Why Kyrie and Kanye, is, they're really going through some shit right now. But a comedian can come out and have an audience that is, you know, diverse, a diverse audience, and everybody can laugh together. But these two black men, like, we laughing at it, but these two black men really going through it. Be the truths that Dave Chappelle is now telling, and y'all can laugh at it because it's in a form of comedy, this shit is happening to two black well, men. Well, all right, we're laughing, but this just happened this week, you know, this Saturday. We ain't seen what they do to Dave Chappelle. He might go through it, too. We're going to see. Watch what happens, you know? Watch what happens next. No, but why are we even going to watch what's happening? The thing is, I feel like the only way that outside 
uh, forces could do anything to us is if some people within our group are complicit. If everybody be like, no, nah, y'all can't do that to him. Everybody got to be like that, though. Y'all can't do that. If they but come I don't from think Dave everybody Chappelle, agrees because all right, when it comes to anti-Semitism, only a Jewish people can decide what's hurtful to them, right? Like I can't tell you that that's not a hurtful statement or that that's, you know, there's, I can't tell you that. There's Jewish people actually right now trying to take down the ADL. That's a mm-hmm. real thing because they are essentially extorting people at this point. Well, I mean, that's similar to black people and black lives And you're matter. proving what people are saying by the way y'all are trying to punish them. You're proving what people are saying. You're proving the power that you have every time you come at somebody. You're proving what people, what the joke is. You're proving the joke is what I'm saying. Do you see what I'm, do you right. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so is it, is it even needed? Is it necessary? Do we need a league like that? We need something. <laughs> Instead of prayer. <laughs> it's just not enough. <laughs> Um, I also saw on Instagram that 21 Savage said that Nas is not relevant. Mm. I know mm. they were on a clubhouse forum and they were talking about what re- relevancy is and Nas's impact. And it got into like a heated debate. And he says that Nas is not relevant. He only has his fan base. Do you agree with that? So, okay, we know we're talking about two different people, two different rappers from two different eras. Okay, 21 Savage came up under the mumble rap era. I like 21 Savage. I can tell 21 Savage was raised by a man. You know, Mm -hmm. based on his conversation, I don't think that... um, So, okay, so 21 Savage, Nas may not be relevant to 21 Savage and 21 Savage's fan base, right? But Nas is definitely relevant to a lot of people, especially maybe our age group and older. And that is one of the things that 21 Savage said. He was like, you know, if I if I were to have a concert, I came out in 95 and I have a concert in 2022 and all of my... Um, fans from two from 95 came to my concert does that really make me relevant or do I just have a strong fan base so I get that but relevant to who and I feel like social media now maybe it's Nas is not relevant on social media as much as 21 Savages but if you have a strong fan base that would make you relevant these people still alive right right they ain't dead because they over 30 right you know so I think because we don't see Nas face plastered on social media all the time like we see other people or maybe when a Jay-Z does something is a little bit um, more profound. I don't know, but I listened to Nas last album. I haven't listened to the most recent one that just came out, but that last album was a fucking hit. I don't know why. Like, I still listen to it. I don't know why people ain't on it. Maybe it's just because it's not their age group or maybe they don't like the flow anymore. I don't know, but I listen to learn things. That's why I like Nas Mm -hmm. album. Yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of Nas. I haven't listened to like none of his new shit. I I'm Illmatic, still (laughs) Matic, you know, all that shit. But, um, I guess you can be relevant to 40 year olds, but there's a lot of us. I mean, I know like we dead. (laughs) I ain't 40. I'm not 40. We need that. That's why I said (laughs) y'all. Like, don't be adding on to my damn numbers. But Nas, to me, Nas is relevant. Nas is so fucking fine. I like Nas. Like, I want to holler at Nas. But I I just think Nas might be, like, a little bit socially awkward. You don't get that from him? 
Um, I don't know. I don't you know. don't know don't... what to know about Nas, right? Right. Yeah. But I mean, he's uh, in all things tech, like all the things that young boys are doing, like crypto, all these tech things. Like Nas has all type of businesses, all type of shit to make him relevant. So it just depends on what's relevant to you, because I don't think Nas is going to ever not be relevant, especially in hip hop. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's some little nigga shit. <laughs> but I mean, he not headlining no shows no more. I, I guess that's what he's meaning. Like. Mm. Do you think like these big ticket shows, Nas is not gonna be a headliner on them? Do you think that this new album with Drake is kind of helping 21 Savage's career? Absolutely. Because I listen to 21 to 21 Savage albums. Like I like 21 Savage as a person. I don't necessarily like his music like that. I haven't listened um, to the album yet though. I, you know, I like the album. I don't know if I'm the target audience anymore because he was talking about tell me your finsta show me who you really are and I'm like bitch I'm too grown to have no finsta that is not that line was not for me no but you know a finsta is like you got like a little secret account where you could be yourself on so at, right but it's it's grown it's grown yeah. as women out here with finsta. yeah especially celebrities like they can't they got to put on this image as a, as a celebrity so what he's saying is let me see that finsta so I can Boo, see the real you bitch be yourself these bitches don't be being themselves. So they, you know. Grown ass. Listen, I thought Fista was for bitches who's hiding from their mama. No. You hide from the world. Yes. Grow up. Yeah, so they can comment and say the shit they really be wanting to say to people. So basically, that's a problem. The Fista that's is a, a problem. Troll. That's, the, that's the first problem. If you're a grown ass woman and you got to have a Fista, you need to reevaluate your life. You out here faking. Mm-hmm. Hey, my page is my page. You're going to get who I am all day, every yep. day. The same same person. Yep. I don't know. Sometimes I be wanting to say some shit. Now I want it to be my face on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can understand having a Finsta. But am I about to go create mm-hmm. one? I got several accounts, but I'm not about to be uh, using no shit as a guy. I just say that shit. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I need me a Finsta because I just be saying whatever the fuck <laughs> I want under anybody post. <laughs> if you don't like it, go to church about it. Talk to your therapist. Right. All right, y'all, we're going to go to commercial, but when we come back, we have the amazing Kelvin Davis. He is the author of Notoriously Dapper. He is a man who's all about body positivity for men, and we really want to talk to him because we want y'all to stop wearing them shirts in the pool. (laughs) Y'all don't need them t-shirts in the pool. So come back and listen to Mr. Kelvin Davis so he can drop some jewels for y'all. We'll be right back. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. 
then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have a special guest on We Talk Back this week. Okay, he's an SC native and he be putting that shit on. Okay, we got the ex- <laughs> we got the exquisite <laughs> Mr. Kelvin Davis, also known as uh, Notoriously Dapper. He's the founder and creator of Notoriously Dapper, a super body positive style guide for men of all shapes and sizes. And essentially, you out here killing it because you're like the first uh, black, big and tall model for Gap and Target, Target, right? Ow. Yes, ma'am. Y'all welcome Mr. Uh, Notoriously Zapper to We Talk Back. Kelvin Davis, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) You feel good? You look good. God damn it. I do, yeah. I feel good. You know, I'm I'm sitting here in my enchanted forest, as you call it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, being a man from South Carolina, from Columbia, South Carolina. For sure. You know that eating is like part of our culture It's like entertainment and gaining weight is part of our culture. You yeah, know, we sure. like, we, we drench everything in butter in the South. Oh yeah. You know, and rice, rice yeah. go like at my mama's house, you will order a pizza and it'll still be a pot of rice on the <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So um, with that being said, do you feel like men can feel like, 
conscious about their bodies. Like, I feel like when we yeah. were growing up, they weren't allowed. Like, if you gain weight and you got big or whatever, you weren't allowed to have, like, insecurities about your body as a man. For sure, yeah. You know, I noticed when I got to high school, really, was when I started to feel, like, a little bit of insecurity towards my body uh, because I was surrounded by, like, what this societal standard of male beauty was because I, like, worked mm-hmm. at Abercrombie. I worked at, like, Express. I worked at all these stores in the mall. So... Every time, like, we would put up these ads, I would be like, dang, none of these dudes look anything like me. But there's Mm -hmm. dudes that look like me coming here all the time that go shopping. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and then um, it was really around, like, my sophomore year of high school when I started, uh, when I started developing a lot more stretch marks on my back and stomach. Mm -hmm. I started to, like, be a little bit insecure. But I come from a family where both where like both of my parents are very body positive and they're very much like, you know, love who you are, uh, love the fact that you're black, love the fact that you're big, all these different things. So around like my senior year was when I started to feel a little bit more confident in who I was. Mm -hmm. And obviously like later on in life, you know, things changed and I started to feel insecure Mm -hmm. again. But I do feel like being a man in South Carolina, especially since our food, like you said, is so heavily endowed in our culture, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. with rice and, you know, grains and butter and carbs, all this stuff. Right. And yeah. You said it like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. (laughs) That's a low vibrational place. (laughs) Yeah. And don't ever go to big mama house, like trying to like turn down some stuffing or some rice because people get offended. Right. Right. But it's like, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, God forbid you tell, tell them I'm trying to watch my I'm trying to watch my weight. They'd be like, boys, sit your ass down and eat this goddamn food. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. So it was like one of those things where it's like, you have to like adapt to like, cause you know, like you don't want to feel like roasted. Cause even though you may feel like bad about, about your body in that moment, they'll make you feel bad for feeling bad about your body. <laughs> right, Does it make right. sense? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, boy. Boy, if you don't get to sit down and eat these motherfucking pork chops, yeah. you've been eating this shit our whole and life. Don't put, and don't put yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of food on your plate either. You're going to get roasted for that shit too. Yeah. Right. Right. You're going to diet, nigga. I want to talk yeah. about this blog. How did you How did you start the blog? So the blog, y'all, is uh, Notoriously Dapper. How did you come up with yes. this blog? Tell us a story about it. So I went to USC and uh, I graduated with the art education with a minor in oil painting. I got my first job over at St. Andrews Middle School, which, you know, y'all probably familiar with being from, I mean, being in the Columbia mm-hmm. area. Um, mm-hmm. So when I got my first job, I wanted to get like some stylish clothing, you know, look fresh mm-hmm. to death. Because, you know, like you said, I always get that shit up. All right. You know I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> I went to go to the store to go get like a red blazer. Mm-hmm. And I asked for a size 48 and they only had a size 42 that was on a mannequin. And I tried it on. I was like, this is definitely not gun going to fit. So I asked the lady, I said, Hey, do you, do you have like a size 48 or maybe even a 46? She was like, no, we don't have a larger size. I said, well, can you check online? Maybe check in another store. I'll drive to go get it. Cause it was just that fresh. And then she looked me dead in my mm-hmm. face and told me, well, maybe you're just too fat to shop. No. Yeah. What was she? So it, was she big or huh? was she black? This is- no, she was white for sure. 
Yeah. Damn. I I yeah, I know. I wish I was there with you. Like, AJ like the fight though. AJ <laughs> like the fight. Y'all went went to y'all went to jail. You might not even have your blog fucking with AJ. <laughs> uh, so like after that, like that was really my first time being like publicly body shamed. Mm. And I tell people this, I think it hurt even more that it came from a woman. Cause you know, if it came from a guy, I would have took it with like a grain of salt, being like, whatever, like nigga hating, like whatever. Right. You, you, you know what I mean? But like when it comes from a woman, there's obviously a little bit of truth that's behind it. And then I started to feel like, do women view me this way? Like, do women not view me attractive? Do they view me as just like being like fat? Because I did have gained a little bit of weight at that point. And I started to feel like really insecure. And I was like, man, like I couldn't like, and this was a point in time in life. I had just had my first daughter. So my daughter at the time was about a year and a half, year years old. I had just gotten um and engaged to my now ex-wife and then I was just you know I was just like feeling very down right Mm -hmm. and I was I can't shake this feeling so I remember going on Facebook and trying to type a status being like man like black men need a safe space to talk about how they feel but then I deleted it because I knew as soon as I posted it the comment section was going to be like you soft get your ass go Go to the gym, <laughs> da da. Stop eating all this. You, you know what I mean. So I knew it was going to like it wasn't going to be the same as if a woman did it, right? right? Like if a woman did it, you know, right. like other women would come on there and be like, "That's so shitty that that happened to you." Like that woman should have never did all that. But if I were to, as like a man, especially a black man, come on mm-hmm. social media and vent about that, people would be like, right. "Boy, if you don't get your ass," I mean, there's plenty of other stuff for you to worry worry mm-hmm. about, right? So. It's like y'all are not allowed to be vulnerable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I want to yeah, add facts. now, because y'all hear his story, and I always say this and I get pushback. Is it women you couldn't be vulnerable with, or is it men that you can't be vulnerable with? Because a lot this, the narrative is pushed that it's women that men can't be vulnerable with. But I bet you if you had posted yeah. that thing, maybe because this woman did do do that to you in the store, but if you had posted that on your social media, I bet you you would have gotten the same response from women. And you would have gotten that negative response from men. So who can't you be vulnerable for sure. with? Is it us or your homeboys? It's definitely men. Thank for you. sure. I mean, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, because, I mean, that just goes to show right then and there. Because I was worried more about the male perspective rather than the female right. perspective. Because I knew females understand, like, body shaming, mm-hmm. especially, like, they, and they will understand how it feels to be insecure or to compare yourself to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. men, even though they do do it, they like feel like they don't want to talk about it. They're like, oh, oh I'm too gangster. Like, I don't, I don't care about my body. <laughs> like, yeah, you do. Like, you care about your body. Like, even like the dude was what's what's his name, Bandman Kevo. Like, did he just get like some lipo yes. done or some something? Mm-hmm. He got some you know ass. I mean? yeah. yeah. So it's like dudes are out there roasting him. It's like, but dude, let that dude live his life. If he was feeling some kind of way about his body. And he wanted to do something to make himself feel good. Let him do I it. I got right? a homeboy right, right. now walking around yeah. here looking like a bad bitch. He got the chisel arms. He got his abs done. He got, he got light bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, yeah. See, look, no, but she said the bad bitch. So <laughs> she, just did, she just did what we talking about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he don't mind yes. being called a bad bitch. Like he don't care. Like it's funny because we know that thing, like the surgery yeah. and stuff, is associated with bad bitches. So we, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, right. 
Yeah. Because like, because they're starting to call uh, Kevo's transformation the BB male instead of instead of the BBL, they call it the BB male. Which I mean, I'm like, okay, that's cool, but it's like a lot of men though are like checking and like roasting this man. But it's like if you had the bread, if you had the money, and if you had the chance to do it, you probably would do it too. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? But just because you ain't got the bread and like you know, like this dude out here living his best life. Like you kind of hating on him. Dude. He just got a white lives yeah. matter tattoo. So I don't know how much we can, uh, Wait, really? Yes. And he, uh, who did he get tattooed on his body? Um, it was, uh, Jeff Bezos. Yes. No, no. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. It was Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. And a white lives matter. Wait, he got white lives matter tattooed on him. Yes. Nigga. Oh, he really shit. did like, that. I, I would want to hear oh, what the Lord. thought was. Like, I want to hear what the, like, is it supposed to be like funny? Or what was the like? I don't understand the psyche mm. behind that tattoo. Like, that's too permanent to be funny. God dang. <laughs> Jeez. So I don't know. We can okay. touch this judgment Damn. for real. <laughs> for real, yeah. <laughs> for real, yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, like after that, I like wanted to start like a uh, a a blog. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I always wanted to start a fashion blog. Because I always been into fashion. I always was in, I was always into art. So I knew how to take good pictures. I knew how to pose good. Mm-hmm. I knew what looked good in images and what didn't. So I started, so I started this blog. I started in 2012, actually. And this was like before Instagram was like, you know, it's thing that it is now. I created like a similar Instagram profile, which I have like now, like the same one, mm-hmm. but it was pretty much just to help promote what I was doing on my blog. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was around like around 2016, really, when like the women's movement got really popular and started trending, I guess, like people. The body positive movement. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like, like the first plus size woman for this and that. So after that, people just from a natural curiosity point started Googling male body positivity. Mm. And when they did that, my blog was the first thing that came up. Hey. So just out of like societal like cur- curiosity, I became this this sort of like spokesperson or leader for like male body positivity. That's fine. So all right, with that, I have a question. I have a question about yeah. body positivity because some would say that you know people are promoting unhealthy lifestyle by yeah. promoting body positivity. What do you have to say to that? I have to say that. I don't necessarily agree with any of that. I feel as though if you are requiring people to be a certain size, whether it's big or small, in in order to feel good about yourself, I feel like that's unhealthy because I feel like everybody's built differently. Right. And I would never weigh under like 230 pounds. This is not possible. If I did, my mother would look would look at me like you. And like the black thing? community, like, you sick. You, Let's you, go to the doctor. Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, like she would literally be like, are you sick? You, you know what I mean? So it's like there's some people that just aren't built in that way. And there are uh, some people that I feel like take body positivity to the extreme mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they do things for clout or they do things uh, that necessarily aren't body positive and they try to claim it as being body positive. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel as though like body positivity is for all bodies and all races because I feel like it gets trapped in to like this curvy white woman mindset mm. and when everybody thinks about body positive positivity they think about a curvy white woman but it's like why is that like the 
why is that the mold for what body positivity is? Right. Because Lizzo, it should be what body positivity is too, you know, because she's very healthy. She lives a healthy lifestyle. I mean, she's, she can literally play, play, play the flute, dance, do all this stuff. And there's women that are half her size that can't even walk up a hill. Exactly. And Thanks. she'd be performing. Thanks. Okay. You know what I mean? She yeah. really right. performs and she really dances for real. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this because, all right, you're a stylish black man from Columbia, South Carolina. And Columbia, people might think that, all right, South Carolina, that country that can't dress, but it's a lot of fly ass people coming out of South Carolina, including us here on, talking right now. Of course. How, how did you turn this into money? Like, how did you monetize uh, okay. this? You yeah. Know? So, uh, so people don't, so from when I started my blog from 2012 all the way to 2017, I did all this stuff for like free. I didn't get paid for anything. So I was buying my own clothes, my own ties, my own hats, everything. And I was, you know, just showing different outfits. It wasn't until I went to New York Men's Fashion Week in 2000, like late 2016, almost 2017, when I met a couple of like other male bloggers. And they were, you know, talking to me about, you know, how much money they make. And they were like, you must make tons of money because you everywhere. And I'm like, I don't make any money. And these dudes are making like six figures. Hmm. And I'm like, how hmm. are you guys making this kind of money? And they're like, well, whenever a brand like reaches out to you and stuff, like if they offer you free clothes to say no, they need to pay you compensation hmm. for using your, for like using yeah, like your platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm like, you could do that. And they're like, that's what you should be doing. Like, aren't you making like, isn't this your job? I said, no. I was like, I am an art te- teacher. Like, this isn't my job. This is like a, a thing that I do for like fun. And they were like, if you care this much about it and you're creating this amount of content for fun, like, and we, everybody here thought that you were getting paid for this stuff because your stuff is great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm like thinking in like in my head, damn, I'm not getting paid for none of this stuff. So this company reached out to me about a week after that. And they, it was like a sweater brand called Ace Rivington based, based out of Santa Barbara, California. And he wanted to... Uh, send me his sweater and like me like take a few pictures of it and write and write like a blog a blog a blog post and then post it on my Instagram and Twitter Twitter and I was like and I was like let me just test test out the water so I sent him a price and was like well I'll do it but for this amount and he was like okay I'll pay you uh, whenever you get the sweatshirt just send me a picture of it just saying that you got it and then I'll send you the money. All right. I was like, what? Money. Money. Yeah. Yay. And then so I'm like, damn, I'm like, you know what I <laughs> mean? Like, I'm, like, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm like this middle school art teacher that's barely making like $40,000 a year. And this dude's about, about to pay me almost $1,500 for like this stuff. And I get right? to keep the shirt. Right. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay, so this is how people start to, monetize this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So after I did that a couple of times, I did it obviously like on my own. And then like the contracts got a little more trickier and I had to like actually learn how to read them and learn how to like, you know, say you need to change this verbiage to this. Cause there was one con contract that I signed with a gene company based out of Oakland that basically if, if I wouldn't have read it and signed it, they would have like used my name and likeness all the way to 2027. What? Yeah, but I but like, you know, 
being like this, you know, teacher, like, you know, like you're just happy to get extra money. You're just signing everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I started to like something like, it was almost like God told me, like God was like, hold on, brother. Slow down. (laughs) Slow down, baby. Slow down. down, (laughs) Yeah. It was like, slow down. It was like, read this one. Yeah. Short <laughs> <laughs> it was like, read this, read this, brother. So I read it and I like sent him an email, but I was like, hey, yo, this doesn't sound right. right like saying that y'all can use my shit until like 2007, mm-hmm. like 2020 to 27. They're like, oh, it's supposed to be only for 2017. Yeah, right. I said, ain't no way y'all missed the one and the two. Ain't no way. That was done on purpose. Y'all did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. right. So then they sent it back. I signed it and then I like, did it. And then around 2017, in in the beginning of that school year, so the 2017-18 school year was my last year teaching. I signed with Bridge Models in 2017. And then uh, a week after I signed with them, Target booked me as their first like big and tall uh, male, black male model. And I went to, I went to New York and did it. And it was awesome. And then I come back, you know, it was really strange for me at first because I'm still a te- teacher. Right. I'm still teaching these badass kids <laughs> like that don't give a fuck about anything that I have to say or do. They're like, Mr. Davis looked like a milk gun, he's bald ass kid. You know what I'm saying? Like they always seriously, like they were always on my ass. Like they were always on me, right? They Middle always school kids roasted me. Okay. I All know. Right. Like they were always roast me. So I was like, I go from like being this like celebrated model, right. yeah, like this celebrated black male, like target model, this and that, and then I leave and come back to the classroom <laughs> and they like you bald head, ah, right? Milk the head, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> like, come on, I ain't y'all, shit. I ain't paying shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, come on, y'all, and then around around like around Thanksgiving was when a lot of my students started to see some of my ads and they started to like be like, yo, Mr. Davis, uh, do you have like another job or something? I was like, no. And then like this girl, one day she had like a Target catalog come to her house and she brought it in the classroom and was like, y'all, look at Mr. Milk Dud up in Target and stuff. And I, so I told them, I lied to them and told them that I had, I had a twin brother. So they're like, oh shit, like you got twin brother? I said, yeah. His like his name is Kevin. Like we look just like obviously because we're twins, but that's not me. And they and they're all like, oh damn, okay. So around like <laughs> around like March of 2018, I was about to like it was two months before I didn't sign my contract to come back. One of my sixth graders was like, yo, Mr. Davis, so we like follow you on Instagram, right? <laughs> and every time that like you're gone here, we notice that like your twin is gone too. Like your twin is always <laughs> like, Superman. gone like wherever you are. But y'all never post no pictures to yeah. Not Clark Kent at a classroom. I know, right? I'm like, you know what? That dude don't make a lot of sense. And she was like, so we all came up with the conclusion that you don't have a twin brother, and that's and that's been you the whole time. I said, yeah, y'all bye, right. little nigga. <laughs> hey, bye, y'all little nigga. I'm out. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and as much as they roasted me, they also like loved Respected. me, right? Yeah, like love loved me. So whenever I was thinking about quit quit quitting, 
Mm-hmm. I would ask them. I asked them around April. I was like, look, y'all, I'm thinking about not coming back. You know, I'm going to miss some of y'all. Some of y'all won't miss. You know what I mean? I'm right. Well, right. And they were like, yo, Mr. Davis, you always tell us to go after our dreams. So why wouldn't we encourage you to go after yours? Aww. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, I thought you were hating me. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but then I was like, wow. I was like, and that really meant a lot to me to hear sixth, seventh, and eighth eighth graders go, we want to see you win. Like, we want mm-hmm. to see you represent all the stuff that you've been teaching us and all the things that mm-hmm. you've brought us to do and all the confidence you've given us. Because I was like everybody's favorite te- teacher. Everybody would come. Man, I would literally have kids skip class to come to art. <laughs> like, they would leave gym. I'm like, who doesn't want to play basketball? They would leave gym and come to be in in my art class. I'd be like, you ain't supposed to be a, up in here. They like, yo, just just let me hang out for like an Aww. hour or two. I'm like, class is only 45 minutes, bro. An hour? I guess- <laughs> <laughs> It's still kind of like Jim because I'm making a paper mache basketball. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, in the past, um, men didn't, I guess, really until your blog, as far as I'm concerned, or until you, this personality now, didn't have, like, real live um, representation for different body types, not as much as women do. So do you think that social yeah. media kind of helped with that? Do you think social media played a big role in now men being able to do some of the things that women do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I I absolutely do. Because I feel like if it wasn't for social media, A, I wouldn't be as known Mm -hmm. as I am. And a lot of people, like a lot of men that uh, follow me or like, you know, look at my, look at my stuff. It's because they see not only the positive interaction that I have with women, but also with men. And they're like, if this dude can be like as vulnerable as he is on so social media, be you know, a feminist and be pro all this stuff and still be a man, like I can do this too. Like, there's no reason for me to hide underneath the shell of quote unquote black and masculinity. Like, nah, like I don't want to be that way because that's this and that. Like my daddy told me not, not, not to be soft. My mama told me da da da. Boys don't cry. But I'm like. As black men, and I honestly did didn't even start going to therapy until I got divorced in 2020. Mm. You know what I mean? I was like, I need to go see somebody because I'm about mm. to like, I'm about to lose my motherfucking mind. Like I literally right. was like literally going crazy. I felt like, mm-hmm. you know. So I like encourage not only men to love who they are as far as body wise, but to also take care of their mentals because you can work out and be as physically healthy as you want to. But if you don't work on that mind, if you don't work on that brain, that body Mm -hmm. don't mean nothing. Like you can have the biggest arms, the nicest body, or you can feel as body confident as you want to. But if your mentals are not right, like if you are narcissistic, you treat women bad, Mm. you gaslight, Mm. you be like, Mm. you You are not, Yeah, like, you are not a good guy. Like, you can look as good as you want to, but if you don't treat people nice, mm-hmm. it's not great. And I live by I live by this motto. It's nice to be important, but it's, most, but it's more important to be nice. Yes. And I really, I live by that in my everyday life because it's like, it's nice for me to be 
important to people and people be like, you know, Kelvin's doing the stuff. I love it. I love to see it. But it's more important for me to be nice to other people yeah. and to like show other black men love. Yeah, because how hard are and you I'm a very adamant. You can't be a gentleman if you're just a whole asshole out here. Like that's yeah, right. bet, that's yeah. what I was gonna ask about. Like you have tips to be the modern gentleman. And that sounds like one of them. Do you have any others that you could just share with us? Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Um so for so those listening, I do have a book. It was a NAACP a Image Award nominated book. You know what Ow. I mean? Yes, I was nominated for Most Outstanding Literature in 2017, but I, I lost to Oprah. Shout out to Oprah if she ever. I, if if you lose to anybody, let it be yeah. Oprah. I know, right? Strong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I tell men that you have to be. You have to define what a man is for you, right? And if being a man for you is being gangster and, you know, doing all this stuff and bad-mouthing people and living a lifestyle that necessarily could get you in a lot of trouble or could hurt people around you or even hurt yourself, you're not really a gentleman. I mean, you I mean, you can dress like a gentleman. And I, like, start off my I – start, I start off by telling people – that, you know, a gentleman back in the 1920s could be a guy that could wear a shirt and tie and still beat his wife, mm-hmm. be racist, uh, like hang people, be, he could even be as far as go and be a part of a clan meeting and still be mm-hmm. considered a gentleman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I write this in my book and I'm like, we need to redefine what a gentleman is because all these men out here just thinking it's about dressing exactly nice. the clothes because they shit you know about that yeah, yeah. The clothes the because it's like because like yeah mm-hmm. because like you can dress nice and then take a woman out on a date and then you know you be nice to her until she doesn't give you what you want and then all of a sudden you turn into somebody that you all should that, never even be all that gentle shit go out yeah there. and it's like hold up like who the fuck are you like first of all that's somebody's daughter. Like that's somebody's like, that's somebody's everything. And you don't mm-hmm. be talking to people like they don't have no sense because you brought them crab legs. Like who the fuck Ooh. are you? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Talk about it. Seriously. Like, like, yeah. Like these dudes really be out here. Like, be like, oh, I bought this girl. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, nigga, well, next time don't buy and it. And we be eating like drug dealers by ourselves. We... Like we be pulling up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> buy our fucking self. Eating all the crab exactly. legs. Yeah. By myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, thank you for the crab legs, but don't act like I owe you something because yeah, exactly. they want you to a fancy they want piece. you to pay in pussy. The fuck? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, dude, like she can pay you in conversation. She can pay My you in present. other forms. And how do you not know that if you go out somewhere else, like like if you go out on another day, she might pick up the tab. Right. Yeah. Right. But you know what I mean? So- it's very transactional in that yeah. way, you know. And it's yeah, true. breakfast and holidays, I got you. Breakfast and birthdays, I got, I got that shit. I got lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to just be going in my pocketbook on a date. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. you. Know, honestly, sometimes I will. Yeah. I, have, I have, like, just to prove. A point. I have because okay, I, yeah, especially bet. if I sense from the person that you think I owe you. Like I gotta pay you back and put you tonight. Yeah. I might go ahead and pay for it, and I just won't talk to you no more. But that's yeah. how it right. would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Sometimes I do it just because I feel like being nice, you know, honestly. Yeah. Not like a typically not a first date I'll pay, but right. yeah. I might, let's say we go out and I'd be like, you know what? I got it this time. Yeah, if I invite So, you what's dating like? So, so I was married for 10 years. So, I haven't dated. I mean, it's I don't. So, like, what's dating like nowadays? It's scary. I bet it is. Okay. <laughs> A scary movie. Yeah. Zero stars would not recommend. <laughs> ghetto, okay. Oh, it's dude, real it's, ghetto. It's definitely hard. Yeah, it's, it's a different world because sometimes you know a lot of men do, do treat it very transactional. Like especially if they go take you to a nice place and the tab is expensive, mm-hmm. they do feel like you know, damn, I I showed you this nice town. Show me a nice time back, and it's like, damn! I thought I was telling all my best jokes. Right, nigga, day. you had a good time. Why? Yeah. That not a, right. We had. I thought we both had a good time. Why do you need to come up to my house at this point? Like, yeah. and I feel like I don't know if it's the young girls, and y'all can correct me, young ladies, if y'all wrong. But y'all is giving up the pussy fast. Yes. Like y'all really changing yeah. the game. So it's like people think that that is what is supposed to happen mm-hmm. now. Like. Gotcha. You need to sleep with someone instantly after going on yeah. a date. I think. Yeah, I that's think crazy. I, I think most men, if the problem is their coin, right? They don't want to feel like they're getting finesse. Yeah. But you don't. Why are you dating or taking ten different women out in a month? You know, pick a couple, exactly. and then it won't hurt your pocket that much. Because what they're concerned about is how much they spent on you, right? So now you're not giving up nothing. I don't spend all my money, but. Date with discernment, date with purpose, and you won't feel like you're getting finessed. You won't be taking all these different people out because they everybody shouldn't be worthy of your coin. But if exactly. your end goal at the end of every date is to get pussy, that's why they mad. For sure. Right. And then aren't there websites for exactly. that? Go to those grinder and all yeah. these all these different websites. They want regular women to they do want no a- shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then but then it's like home. it's like the same dudes that like don't want to respect a woman whenever she gives it up. And it's like I can never wife her up. But it's like, dude, you live like a double standard. It's like, do you want to take this woman out on a date and get to know who she is, and so you can eventually see her as a potential partner? Or are you just trying to get some pussy? Right. If that's the case, then you don't need to take nobody out on a date. Yeah, exactly. I had a guy tell me over the weekend that out of sixty women. 57 of the women that he dated was just for sex. And maybe three of them were potential. I got got to take my glasses off for that. Hold on. Hold on. I did. I really clutched my pearls. I was like, oh my God. Why are you telling you that? He told us a group of of us that out of 60 women. And he said that was common for most men that typically it's just about the hunt. And wow. maybe two or three of the women that they date in their life is really for real relationship. Wow. And everybody else is just about, you know, a man's desire to have sexual relationship with someone. And that's it. I can see that from some men's point of view, but I feel like a lot of those men need to go to therapy. Yeah. Like 100%. I honestly can say th- therapy, like, and I know in the black community, it's like looked down upon us. Like, we don't go to therapy. Like, Pray about it. Like, that's what my grandma used to always say. Pray about it, baby. Pray yeah, about it. But I'm like, sometimes God busy. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes God busy. Sometimes God like, you need to go, you need, you need to go to somebody else. Exactly. For this. You, you, right. you know what I mean? So therapy for me has really, and I, and I really encourage 
not only all men, but especially black men to actually go. Because it's, I mean, for me, the recent like trauma with black men being killed by the cops and takeoff staff really, honestly, yes. really, mm-hmm. like really hurt me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like a lot of like, a lot of the other rappers deaths, you know, like, you know, didn't bother me as much. Cause I, you know, I wasn't alive for Pac. I wasn't alive for Biggie. You know what I mean? I was alive, but I didn't know who they were. Like, I wasn't like a teenager. I wasn't, do you know what I mean? But Takeoff and the Migos to me was like everything. Cause like, that's what all my students would listen to. And like, we would always play stir fry in the classroom. Like we were like, you know, so like whenever he passed to me, it really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. It really, it, it really did. And I, I really, I like cried for like a couple hours because I was really hurt. And I feel like a lot of black men don't want to talk about that. Like they don't want to talk about how some something like that can hurt them. Affect them. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we look at George Floyd, we look at all these things and it, it does hurt us. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like black men are comfortable talking about any pain. Yeah. You know, any kind of pain, especially emotional. I don't, I don't think y'all are. Of course, no. Know. No, you are right. Like, especially, I mean, I have a cousin who's pretty much like my brother because his mom, you know, like didn't do her thing, you know, raising them and stuff. So my parents raised them and we're like brothers. And he just recently started going to my therapist about six months ago. But he was, but he's like the same kind of guy. Like you're always fucking this and fucking that and doing this and doing that. I'm like, nigga, you need to calm down. Like you need to, you really need to unpack what's really feeling, like how you really feel about things because emotional intelligence will change who you are. Because once you can realize that you're not angry, that you have anxiety instead of being angry, or that you're nervous instead of being angry. Because for me, it was like all these emotions were, to me, anger. Because I would just feel some kind of like, I'm, I'm angry. It was either anger or sad. I didn't realize that anxiety, nervousness, and depression, like all these different aspects of like how we're I was feeling. just expressed through yeah. anger. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, oftentimes. Yeah. yeah. Like I would just be mad. I'd be like, wait, but I'm really feeling nervous. I'm really feeling nervous about this outcome. I'm not mm-hmm. really, I shouldn't be angry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. 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 So with the blog, because I know we talked, we mentioned like uh, toxic masculinity briefly. So I look, I went yeah. to your blog. It's a really, really nice blog. I suggest everybody to go check mm-hmm. it out. Thank you. Yeah, it's really nice. You know, it tells you it like is. shit to pack and all, it's all kind of like menly things. It was talking <laughs> about, like, I just saw some information about acne and I was like, oh, cause yeah. baby, my chin is breaking out bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, my nephew just started high school and over the summertime, I'm like, listen, I'm going to send you some stuff because he had really bad acne and like, you don't want to go into yeah. high school with that. Like I... I possibly could have been a little mean girl a little bit in school, but it was just like the thing. But I wanted to make sure, <laughs> I wanted to make sure like, you know, he cleaned up possibly. his image. He was like, <laughs> AJ was roasting I niggas. Really, <laughs> I'll work the stand-up comedy for that ass, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but people used to come to me, I just, you know, my shit hit a little bit harder. It's just different. But yeah, I sent him like some, you know, some products to make sure he can start working on his skin. My sister ended up taking him to a dermatologist though. But y'all check out the website, but let's talk about, um, check out his blog. But let's talk about the toxic um, masculinity for a second, because uh, did anybody actually ever tell you 
that you couldn't express your feelings. I know people say that, oh, my teacher did this, they rap yeah. about it. My teacher told me I wasn't going to be shit. Did that really happen? So how did, how is it really yes. developed? Yeah, so I would say, luckily for me, both of my parents have never done that. They've always been very much like, express how you feel, say how you feel, it's okay to cry, like all these things, right? It was more of like the outside society, like teachers, friends, uh, counselors, like, you know, the people that watch me at daycare, you know what I mean? That would tell me, boys don't cry, like man mm-hmm. up or, you know, mm-hmm. I had, I honestly, so this is a funny story. So at Irmo, I had a guidance counselor and she was my freshman year guidance counselor. And I'm not going to lie, like seventh and eighth grade, I was fucking around. Like I did, I made terrible grades. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I just wanted to possibly, I was trying to find out how to have sex. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, I, I was really out there like exploring sexuality. I was just a horn dog, right? So I was not focused in school in any kind of way. So it, my freshman year, you know, we like get there and like the lady's going over my transcript from Irmo Middle and she's like, oh my God, like, whoo, da da da. And she's like, you need to be in these classes because, you know, your grades were terrible. So obviously, you know, you're very much underperforming and you cannot be in these grade level classes. I'm like, bitch, I'm smart. I can do whatever I want to. I'm just horny, okay? Right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I'm like, so I'm sitting there like in these classes. Yeah. So I'm like in these classes, like, I'm like, I know all this stuff. I'm like surpassed this, right? So I'm doing like this lower level work, knowing that, you know, this stuff is like elementary to me. And I went back to her and I was like, yo, I think I need to be bumped up to other classes. Like this stuff, this is way too easy. Like I need algebra. I need geometry. I need other stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, you are lucky. I, I, I basically even put you in these classes because I was about to call Irma middle and tell them to retain you another year. It's like, excuse me. She was like, you would be lucky if you ever make it to a four year institution. You'll be lucky if you ever make it out of high school. Right. So I go home. I'm like, mama, She's like, well, I'm like, you don't believe what the lady told me. She's like, what? I'm like, this lady told me I'll be barely, like, I'll be lucky if, if I even make it out of high school. And my mom was like, oh, God damn. So, you know, my mom went up, up there. We had a conversation. And this lady was so bold. She said the same thing in front of my mama. She didn't even back down. Wow. She looked at my mama and said, Mrs. Davis, I'm going to be honest with you. I will be very shocked if your son ever makes it out of high school. The way his grades look, the way he came in here, entered, I mean, it's almost like he it's almost like he takes everything as a joke, this and that, right? So fast forward, right? I get my first teaching job. And guess who the guidance counselor is? That same lady. Ooh, the same lady. The same lady. I would have been trying to get her ass up out of that. School. What'd you say? So I'm like, you owe me an apology. I didn't notice her until about the third week of school. And I was looking at her because, you know, like time had changed. She got a little older and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you been such and such? She was like, yeah. I was like, probably don't remember me. I was like, you used to be a guidance counselor at Irma, right? She was like, yeah. I said, you probably don't remember me because I was thinking that she probably said this to like a lot of kids, right? And I was like, you told me that I would be lucky if, if I even made it out of high school and this and that. And she was like, I do remember you. 
I said, well, not only did I make it out of high school, I made it through college and I'm here te- teaching art. And she was like, oh, okay, really? You know what I mean? And it was like, and it was like one, one of those moments for her, like, I, I cannot continue saying this stuff mm. to kids. I and cannot parents. continue. Yeah, and parents, right? Like, I cannot continue doing this because I have this exquisite college gra- graduate of a black man here teaching the same kids that come to me for counseling. And I told him he wasn't going to be shit. Right. That, that couldn't be and then imagine how many other people that she told that to. That's I know, scary, right? right? I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and imagine how many students believed it. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty. But... Yep. For me, I luckily had parents that were like, you can do whatever you want to. And I have parents that always told me, go after whatever you want to, right? Because mm-hmm. I had like a lot of kids whose parents were like, if you want to go to school for art or fashion, I'm not paying for it. Ain't no black man going going, going to be an artist and this and that. Like you need to go play sports and all this stuff, right? So for me, I was lucky enough to have parents that really just embraced who I was as a person and did not try to mold me into what society or what they think I should be. Right. Yeah. Was this woman black or white? She was black. Mm. It was a black woman. Yes, man. I know. It's shocking, right? No, I kind of figured she was black. And she probably felt comfortable saying that to you. And that's why she felt comfortable saying it to your mom because it's like saying it to your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In her mind, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, bitch, (laughs) you can't tell my kid that. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. Right. A guidance counselor is supposed to guide, give hope to these kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, you fucking up now, but you can be better, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And like, she never once told me, it's like, if you try a little harder and get this great, you know, I'll bump you up. She was basically like, nah, you ain't it. You'd be lucky mm. if you even make it to senior year. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was around my junior year was when she left. So she never got to see me graduate because I feel like if she was still there whenever I graduated, she might have, you know, said something to me and been like, you know, I want to, you know, but I never, I I, I never saw her again until I became a teacher. Wow. Yeah. And I felt like that was God's plan in some kind of way. Well, so what for now, what is the modern gentleman now? What is the modern modern gentleman gentleman to me is somebody that is so... I tell people that you you don't have to agree with what everybody does, right? You can have your own views and your own way of how you were raised and your own morals. It's okay to not agree with everything that the world presents to you and tells you that you're supposed to be okay with. But the modern gentleman just understands that even though people don't necessarily agree with everything that the same morals, because, you know, you can be, you cannot agree with gay marriage and not be homophobic, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a line, right? Like, you mm-hmm. can, like, you can believe that marriage is supposed to be between this and this, but you don't have to be homophobic and be angry and transfer that energy in a negative way and tell people how they should live and be nasty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can have your own beliefs and agree to disagree, right. but live your mm-hmm. own life, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like being a gentleman is, a modern one is, is understanding that I feel this way, but I can also understand how this person feels this way. And I'm not mad because I do what's best for me 
and they do what's best for them. But I don't think the modern gentleman should be transphobic, homophobic, anti-feminist, anti-Semitic. Like, you shouldn't hate any group of people. Do you know what I mean? You should, you, like, you should look at them like, I wouldn't do that. And, you know, if it was up to me, if somebody did that to me, it might be something different. You, right. you, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's been plenty of times where, you know, I am a modern gen- gentleman. I do conduct myself as such, but I will not tolerate disrespect, especially in a public place, you, mm-hmm. you know? So if anybody were to ever, you know, try to use intimidation or try to use or try to, you know, racially attack me, it's game time. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? real like, nigga from Columbia, South Carolina, yeah, going to like, come out like, oh, yeah, like oh, y'all got me fucked up. Yeah, like it's game time. So I don't want people to think that the modern gentleman is like this soft man that just agrees with everybody right. because a modern gen- gentleman agrees and disagrees and understands and loves people and respects people's opinions, but he also does not tolerate disrespect. Absolutely. He mm-hmm. also protects what's important to him. And mm-hmm. if violence were to ever be the ultimate outcome, that's just what it has to be. Yeah, because I always conduct myself as such, but if I'm with both of my daughters and somebody disrespects my oldest daughter who's in middle school, but she looks like she's in high school, somebody Mm -hmm. says something to her that's disrespectful, do you really think, as her father, I'm going to say, listen, man, I understand where you're coming from. We're not going to talk like that. No! (laughs) Fuck no! Who are you talking to, bro? It's game time. Don't you ever talk to my kids in that way ever again. She is not only a female, that is my daughter. She's 11 years old. Are you trying to get fucked up? Right, right. (laughs) I think a lot of You know what I mean? Like... I think a lot of time people only uh, respect the people that they know and love. That's why it's so easy for you to go out and disrespect somebody else's mom, sister, daughter. Exactly. But if we look at all black people like that's my sister, you know, maybe maybe we should get rid of the word nigga and just replace it with brother and sister for real because it it just gives this different thing internally for us. I'm not going to fuck you up to my sister. But you know what? I have embraced not nigger, nigga in a way that's like it's a term in, of endearment for me Absolutely. when I'm amongst black people. I, I feel you on that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely when I'm with other black people, people, I say nigga all the time. I mean, I'm not going to cap. I say right. you, you, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, nigga, please. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? But like, if I'm like, if I'm in a public space, I am more cautious of how I use it. And I do call people brother. Like, whenever I see like another like guy, I'd be like, oh, yo, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, brother. <laughs> right yeah but it's like for me like the modern gentleman has to always be you always have to be kind no matter where you are like your initial thought process is no matter how i'm feeling somebody else is probably dealing with worse Mm -hmm. right? right and you and whenever you leave your bubble whenever you leave your car wherever you leave your house you not you not only have to be on guard but you have to be kind to everybody else around you right. because it could just take one thing for you to be in a bad mood and you not and you bump into somebody and you have words and that could be the end of that could be the end of of your life do and I, I think about this a lot I'm like do I do do I really want my daughter daughters to not have a dad right. because I mean, Somebody cut you off. Somebody yeah, cut you right, off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like small things like that. You like you should be like, 
let it go. Because chances of you seeing that person again in, in tra- traffic, very unlikely. Right. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Boy, there's no real easy way to say this, but look, you're sick. <laughs> All right, so we have this uh, segment on our show called Simp Series. Oh, shit. 
right. So we want you to share with us a tale of when you got played by a woman. Like what happened? Oh Lord. Ooh, Jesus. Woo! Okay, bet. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so in college, I definitely got played. So I was dating this girl. Uh, she was from Russia. So there was like a little bit of like a language barrier, like a little bit, a small one. Like she was, like she had just come come from Russia about maybe a year in, a year into the States. And she was um, a little fluent in like English, but like she was getting better and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like there were still certain terms that she didn't understand and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So there was, there's sometimes I put, the fact that she played me on a language barrier, but that shit wasn't it. That, that bitch knew what she was doing, bro. You know what I mean? Like, she knew what she was doing, right? So I dated her for about a year and a half. And during the time I was dating her, you know, um, we would always eat lunch at the Rus- Rus- Russell House, which if you, are you yeah. are you familiar with? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we would always eat lunch there, right? And she was always very particular about a certain time that like we had to eat because she had class, right? I'm like, okay, all right, all right. So we can go there, right? So we go there and we eat. And she's like, all right, I have to go. I I got to go to class, da, 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 right? I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to finish up here. And she's like, well, how long are you going to be? How long are you going to be here? Because don't you have to go to your to your class too? I'm like, why is she so pressed about what I'm going to do? Like she has to go to class, right? So I'm sitting there eating and I'm not thinking anything about it because I actually believe that she's in class, right? Like, I believe she's, like, really in class. So I go to McMaster to my art class, and Mm -hmm. my art professor had to cancel class. So I'm like, all right, I'll just go walk around campus for a little bit and buy some time until until my other class starts. And I go on the horseshoe, and I see this girl on a blanket, on the horseshoe, (laughs) on top of a man, kissing him, Right? So I'm like looking at the thing. I'm like, is that Natalie over there? I'm like sitting on the couch. I'm like, nah, she said she had class. That can't be her, right? So I text her, right? That's like, my twin sister. I right, right. Twin. So I text here. her, right? And then I watch her look at the phone and she puts it up. I'm like, ooh. Ooh. I'm like, okay. I know that hurt. I'm like, that Bad. hurt. Yeah, it, it really, really did, right? So mm-hmm. at that point, you know, most guys would have went up to her, confronted her then and there, right? I was like, let me see if I ask her about it, what she says, right? Because I just want to see if she's going to lie to me. Right. Obviously, I know she's going to lie to me, but what is she going to actually tell me, right? Because right? I was just curious of where her mindset was going to actually be. So later on, she texted me at like nine something at night. It's like, oh my God, it's been such a busy day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I bet. You know what I mean? I'm like, so how was your class? She was like, it was great. Like, I got so much work I have to do. This and that. I said, were you at the horseshoe today? Like, during, like, after, you know, after we had lunch? She was like, horseshoe? I said, like, question mark, like, question me. Like, horseshoe? Question mark? I, I said, yes. I'm sorry, my English is bad. I don't I know, right? Seriously. I'm like, I'm like, yes, the horseshoe. Like, the place that has grass that you, like, hang out with and stuff. And she's like, oh, no, 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 right? Damn. So I'm like, fuck it. I call her, right? I call her immediately. I'm like, she's like, oh, what's wrong? I said, Nat- Natalie, listen. I was like, I saw you at the horseshoe on a blanket with another dude. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, that was you. And I like, I felt so played because it's like, 
she met all of my roommates, my friends, and it's like I gotta tell my friends, like, bro, it's a Russian girl whore. Was like, yeah, I was like, bro, I was like, girl is really out here, like, dogging me, like she really out here, like, doing me wrong, you know? Oh goodness. Oh, yeah. I'm so I glad it wasn't a white a yeah. black woman that did it. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like. I honestly, like, luckily for me, I wasn't in love. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of just was like, 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 even though I dated her for like a year and some change, I wasn't like in, 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 in love with her. Mm-hmm. So I, I was a little upset, but at the end, but at the end of the day, I was at now I could truly live the college experience mm-hmm. and I can, right. I can be the, I can the, be this college boy. The whole I, I want to be. be <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> you can you can be the guy you were trying to be in seventh grade getting them bad grades. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, right. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my this god. This is amazing. Sim, sim, <laughs> I love it. All right, listen, Kelvin. I really, really enjoyed. You had any more questions, Sam? No, I was just gonna ask him to like just leave our listeners some with some advice, especially our gentlemen <laughs> listeners. Or men who want to be gentlemen, you know, what advice would you uh, want to give them? The advice I would want to give them is to be who you are and do not feed into your, like, to what your friend group or what other men Mm -hmm. define as being masculine. And it's okay for you to have feelings. It's okay for you to be who you are. And it's okay for you to like the things that you do. It doesn't make you less of a man. It doesn't make you less of a black man. It doesn't make you any of that and another thing i want to leave people with is if you have a dream and i know people say this cliche thing all the time if you have a dream follow it do everything you can but i really tell people like you really gotta if you really have a dream you really gotta do you really gotta do that shit because Mm -hmm. the worst thing for me is that if i would have never went after this dream i would still be somewhere teaching art being probably cussed at by somebody's mama, watching somebody else live the life that I wanted to yes. live. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that to me, like, is the most like heart wrenching thing. And I also want to tell the last thing, the last thing. Mm-hmm. If you think the price of winning is too high, just wait until you get the bill from regret. Ooh. You know what I mean? Maybe. Because that bill Ooh. from regret will hurt you a lot more than the price that you would ever pay for winning. Strong. Amen. Yeah. That was a yes. jewel. You just got the jewel. <laughs> you got that out that book. Don't be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you tag like your social media? Tell us yeah. where you find your book, things like that. Yeah. So uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kelvin Davis, all one word. My blog is notoriouslydapper.com. The book is also called Notoriously Dapper, How to Be a Modern Gentleman with Mental Style and Body Confidence. And you can find me on Facebook at Notoriously Dapper and Twitter at Notoriously hey. Dapper. Y'all listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please tune in every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday 2.0. Y'all follow me on Instagram. Check out our new website, wetalkbackent.com. All that good shit. Make sure you're sending them some stories, okay? It's uh, cuffing season right now. Do that. Um, dumb bitch stories. Ask a black friend. All that good shit. What you got, Sam? 
Y'all, it's me, Official Tam Bam. Y'all follow me on Instagram. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in once again. Remember to speak now. And never hold your peace. Deuces. Deuces. Bye. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.